friends. This is Ashley Daily Encouragement. We is Wednesday. We are on day number three of the new life coaching series that I'm going to be walking you guys through. I don't know how long it's going to take. It doesn't really matter, right? Um, I'm in it for I'm in it for the long haul, you guys, and I want to try to add as much value to your life as possible. So today we're going to be talking about the characteristics of a person that is ready for transformation, you guys. We went one through four yesterday. We got into that a little bit. I'm going to finish sharing those characteristics with you guys today. And uh, before we get into that, number one, I just want to tell you guys, thank you for supporting this podcast. Thank you for sharing it and rating it, sponsoring it. Um, I I pray that uh, this will continue to add value to you guys. I pray you guys will just be empowered in your life to uh, move forward in the things that God has for you and not let your limitations, your past, whatever, hold you down anymore. Um, you guys, I hope my life and me sharing with you is an encouragement that um, there really is nothing that can separate us from the love of God and the plans that he has, regardless of the things we've been through and the things we've experienced. So anyway, you guys, thanks again for all your support. Please continue to share it. It, grow, it, it helps grow the podcast. It messes with the algorithm and all that kind of stuff. That's how social media is, you guys. So the more we engage with it, more and you know let people know that it's valuable in that way so i i thank you guys for that and uh please continue to share it with your friends before we jump into this episode you guys i want to pray with you guys really quick and then we will uh talk about the characteristics of somebody who's ready to transform so let's go ahead and pray friends uh lord thank you for this day thank you god for just giving us an opportunity to wake up today lord it says that your mercies renew every single day And so, Lord, I thank you for your mercy that renews every day. Thank you, God, for your grace. I pray, Father, that you will help us to integrate the grace we need in our hearts, Lord, as we, you know, learn to face ourselves and accept truth and these other characteristics we talked about yesterday, God, just being self-aware and uh, living wholeheartedly, Lord. I pray that we will do that on a daily basis, Lord. And as you, as things get brought into our mind that keep us, that try to keep us separated from you and separated from the things that we want to do in our hearts, Lord. I pray that you would pour in the grace, pour in the perspectives that we need, God, to push through that and to be transformed, Lord, by the renewing of our minds, God. And so I just thank you, Lord, for these characteristics. I pray they will all continue to grow in us in increasing measure, Lord. Give us the grace to do it. Um, I pray, Father, for great healing in every single life um, and every single person that listens to this podcast. Lord, that you would heal those four areas of our lives. Help us, Lord, to be healed in our maturity, to grow up into the people you want us to be, our ability to set boundaries with people, to bond with people, God, to integrate your grace. Help us to see where we need healing in these four areas and to accept, first of all, Lord, to be able to accept that we need that from you and then to walk on through the process that you're going to bring us through to bring about that healing. Let us not be afraid, God, of you and the, the healing and the perspective and the tools that you have to transform us, God, from the inside out. So we love you, Lord. We thank you for this time. Excuse me, guys. I pray you bless every single person on this podcast. And uh, I just love you, Lord. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. So, friends, we're just going to go ahead and jump right into this thing yesterday. Um, I've been, you know, sharing with you the characteristics of some of someone who can transform. You guys, being that this is through the podcast, I have to try to communicate this in such a way that anybody can apply it. You know, this is not like a one-to-one thing where I know your personal story and, you know, you're coming to me for life coaching. Um, As I've shared with you guys, that is not a season that I'm in as far as being able to give my time that way. So that's why I want to try to use the podcast as a way for me to communicate the life coaching process. And then for people out there who are listening, 
can start to integrate these things into your life and you can begin to, to get the change that you're desiring to get. And so I'm trying to give you guys some perspectives, some characteristics that you can look for inside yourself so you can go from where you're at to where you want to be in your life and to pursuing uh, the, the plans that God has, unleashing unleashing your skills and talents upon the world, unleashing the God, God's grace upon the world. But you cannot do that until you recognize where you need his grace, right? You cannot unleash grace if you don't know where you need it. All right, guys. So, but in order to be able to be transformed in this type of way, there's some characteristics. So yesterday we talked about you desire truth. That was number one. Number two is you're wholehearted. Number three, you don't fear. You're walking in faith. Number four is you're self-aware. Okay. So number five today, you guys, we're going to be talking about, and I would like to think that these are in order, but they're, they're not. I mean, I would definitely think the first four are pretty foundational, but then there's a couple of them that go in an order that I'm like, okay, I could have put that one before that one, but you know, um, I'm learning as I go. Right. So, uh, they're not in a, they're not in a particular order. They're just characteristics that you need to bear in mind. So I guess pick and choose which ones, you know, or, you know, you need to, you need to integrate first or whatever. That's on you guys. So, okay. Number five, servanthood. Okay. And that was from the scripture in first Corinthians four. And I'm going to grab my Bible really quick so I can share that with you guys and, uh, talk about servanthood a little bit. Um, because, you know, it's funny, a lot of people, you know, we read the Bible, we read about uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the Apostle Paul, all these people that, you know, we learn from. And I feel like sometimes we can almost kind of idolize them to a degree to where we take away the same amount of impact that God wants to do in our life because we see what God did in theirs and we're like, wow, okay. So we begin to elevate people um, in a way that takes away the impact that only you can make. Right? There's no one that is greater than somebody else. And, you know, Paul talked about how, you know, there was that kind of stuff going on in the church, in the Corinthian church. Right? He was like, in chapter 3, he was talking about how, you know, um, he goes, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Paul, are you not acting like mere human being, beings? Right? Start comparing each other to, to one another. Jealousy, quarreling, fighting. Right? That that type of thing. And uh, he goes, what after all is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe. Right? Um, as the Lord has assigned each his task. You guys, the Lord has assigned each of you a task in the body of Christ. Paul was just doing his role. And how did he do that, right? We talked about that yesterday. He just recognized where he was when Christ met him, what he was doing. He recognized the season he was in, the context of his life. Okay, um, I was you know, persecuting the church. I was literally killing and destroying people, right? I had this type of mindset. This is how I used to think. This is what I used to do. He was looking at the outcome of his life. And he was laying out the pathway that led him to that. And that's what the Lord does. Just like he did with Adam in the garden. God will walk you through the thought process that you had that led you to the outcome that you didn't desire. That led to Adam and Eve naked hiding in the bushes from God, right? He goes, who told you that, right? And God was trying to get them to figure that out, you know. And that's when they started blaming each other, right? So we know that's like the human trait when we don't want to take full responsibility for our lives. And we don't want to take responsibility for the outcomes, you know. 
but the Lord wants us to. Why is that, you guys? Because there's certain outcomes that happen in your life that are not helpful and you don't want to keep repeating it, okay? No one wants to continually uh, allow pain into their life if you have the ability to control your choices, right? And as far as how you're going to respond to the things that happen around you. Anyway, I'm digressing, you guys. So we're talking about servanthood, right? And, you know, being a servant to the body of Christ in this way, right? Understanding the role that you play. And that's what he was saying. We're only servants. They're who you came to believe, right? People come to believe who Christ is because you are serving them by sharing your testimony, sharing what you've been through in your life. Not just, you guys, not just, okay, you know, I was a sinner, now I'm saved, and now these are the things I'm trying to do in the Lord. That's great. But when I say servant, you're like Paul in the way of, yeah, okay, this is where I used to be in my life, right? This is the kind of environment I grew up in, right? I was, I grew up in an alcoholic environment with parents that used to abuse each other. I developed codependency through that. I used to try to get my worth through what I did or said with people or whatever, that kind of thing. You guys, that's part of my story. Okay, being real with each other in that type of way, that is how we're going to be able to give each other grace in this way and be servants to one another because every single person has can relate to us in some type of way, right? We can all, what do I mean by that? We're not going to have the same experiences, but we're going to have the same same emotions through the all the various experiences that we go through. I talked about that on another podcast, you guys. So servanthood, right? So then um, I was looking at chapter four. And I'm going to jump over to that really quick. He goes, this then is how you ought to regard us as, regard us. It's, and then it goes, as servants of Christ and as those entrusted with the mysteries God has revealed. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. I, and he goes, I carry very little if I'm judged by you or by any human court, right? He's like, I, I don't have to prove myself to you. That's not, that when he says must prove faithful, he doesn't mean I have to prove who I am to people around me. He goes, indeed, I don't even judge myself. My conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent. It is the Lord who judges me, right? So in order for you to be a servant, okay, number one, that means that you have to prove faithful, but that also means at the same time that you're not proving yourself to other people, right? But you've entrusted God as your judge in that way, right? So that means that the things that other people could use to condemn you. You're, in Christ, you know that he doesn't condemn you of that, right? You don't let your past define you or your performance, other people's opinions or your circumstances define you anymore, but you let yourself be defined by God's grace. And because of that, now you can become a servant to other people to receive that very same thing that they need as well. Unless, of course, they deny they need grace, right? If they deny that they have areas of their life where they need God's grace, if they deny their ignorance, if they deny you know, the outcomes in their life that has caused destruction, that have stolen, uh, steal, what is it? Steal, kill, and destroy. If they deny those types of outcomes, you can't do anything for somebody like that. All right. So being a servant, you guys. Um, so, you know, a couple questions for you guys. Are you staying in your lane with the role that you play in the body of Christ? Like Paul did, right? He understood the role that he played and you know, um, are you doing that? Are you staying in your lane? Are you taking full responsibility for your life, uh, for the things you've been through, for the outcomes that have happened, asking God for wisdom and perspective and healing where you need it so you can do the job he's given you to do. And you know what, God, when Adam and Eve got kicked out of the garden, they still had a role to play. Adam was still commanded 
to take care of the earth and to rule and subdue. He did not lose that responsibility. He just lost uh, having complete access to God in the garden all the time without sh without shame. It says they were naked in the garden, no shame. Shame is the one thing that will always keep you separated from God and other people. When, and you guys, we're going to be talking about what those emotions are in another podcast. And we're going to be breaking that down, you guys. But, you know, if you have shame present in your life, then uh, that's going to keep you from doing the task that God has. God is not evicted you from the task okay you, you still have a responsibility to play so you got to figure out what what is keeping you uh what do you believe about yourself about god and other people that's keeping you from accomplishing the things that god has called you to do all right you're not you're not evoked from that responsibility so let's go on to number six here um self-discipline <laughs> do y'all got some self-discipline okay are you expecting from yourself what you expect from others okay are you doing that that's really really important you guys um is hold on you guys uh oh have you made your body your own slave you guys and this is all coming from uh corinthians 2 first corinthians i think it's chapter 9 when paul is talking about you know the need for self-discipline he goes do not do you not know that in a race all the runners run but only one gets the prize Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. And he goes, I do not fight like a boxer beating the air, right? He has a purpose. He's No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Okay, so is your own body your own slave have you learned to control yourself in that type of way before you demand obedience before you demand other people's lives look a certain way have you got your life cleaned up to that degree we talked about that in revelation revamp are you, are you performing a prp right the plank removal process in your life are you allowing the lord to do that so you guys can gain wisdom that's the only way you're going to get wisdom is to remove those things from your life so do you have self-discipline are you qualified do you know your aim are you doing all for the sake of the gospel, right? What's the sake of the gospel? That people would be saved and redeemed, right? That people would know Christ. But people are only going to know Christ through you, you know, first of all, integrating God's grace, learning it, learning and relying on the love he has for you in the context of your life, through the areas that brought you the feelings of shame and condemnation, and then communicating that to a world outside of you that is experiencing the exact same thing that you have, but they don't have a remedy for it, but you do. All right. So are you doing, are you living your life to that degree? You know, um, getting yourself so healed in Christ that you're able to share this gift with the world. All right. So um, being self-disciplined, you guys. So servanthood, self-discipline. Number seven. Walking in faith. You guys, we talked about that yesterday and not being afraid, you know, and there's a couple notes here. I mean, I guess I can bring it back up a little bit. So it says Galatians 3.24. So the law was my guardian until Christ came that we might be justified by faith. Um, hold on, you guys. I wrote it down, but I'm going to go ahead and read it because sometimes my handwriting is like, because I can write really, really fast and then it's hard for me to, to make it out. And I don't want to sit here too long just like reading all this stuff to you guys that I can't read. So 324. Alright, so it says, um, okay, before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. 
So the law was our guardian until Christ came that we might be justified by faith. Now that this faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. All right. So your law was your guardian, right? Your law, who, whoever you put yourself under, that was your guardian. That was the one that was watching over you in that way, right? But now you have faith. Now you can expect a good outcome because God is inside of you, right? God is in you. That means that you have access to his thoughts. He has access to your thoughts because you've given him permission to, um, you know, take, take, take over your life because you know, apart from him, you can't create a good outcome all the time. Right. Um, and if you can, you still don't know how to get out from underneath those negative emotions and that shame that wants to keep you from moving further in your life. You guys, do you understand that even celebrities have life coaches? You know, isn't that funny? You guys look at all these people out there who, you know, are successful and, and are using their skills and talents and God's blessing them for it. And they're able to make a living off of it. And they're doing all these things. Do you guys know that those people still have to have a life coach? They can still get stuck in some type of shame or some type of uh, barrier that keeps them from doing what they're supposed to do. Right? So anyway, you guys, let's go back to here. Let me see. Let me see this really fast. So what is the function of a guardian? Okay, let's talk about that because we were just in that scripture in uh, Galatians 3, 24. Okay, so I got some questions for you guys. What is the function of a guardian? All right. Now, from my understanding, it's someone who tells you what you can or can't do. Okay. Sin told you through the law not to do this or that. Okay. But you had no other knowledge and continued to live in sin till Christ came to give you the grace you needed to get out from under it. The law came from God through other human beings, though. Right. And, you know, that's. That's the other thing. I can't I can't remember the thought I had about that yesterday, you guys. Dang it. Now I lost it. Okay, let me continue here. Um, it says, Formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not gods. But now that you know God, or are rather known by Him, how is it that you are turning back to those weak and miserable forces? Do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? All right? So... Okay, that's what it was. God God made his law, but who did he give it to? He gave it to Moses, right? Now, what happens when God can give his law to another human being? Right? We, we can become to idolize that person. Um, you know, a lot of people looked up to Moses, and a lot of people hated Moses, too. Right? Because of the authority that God had given him. Because God did speak to him. God did reveal things to him. People can get a little bitter about that when they don't realize that they can have their own opportunity to have a relationship with the Lord. You know, God was trying to get through to his people through Moses in that way. He's trying to level with them, right? God, God wanted the same type of relationship with all of them, right? But they were in slavery for so long and they had a certain view of who God was. God had to break down all those paradigms that they had in their mind of what God, of how God related to them. Because think about it, you guys, when, when the children of Israel were in Egypt, their view of God was Pharaoh. Pharaoh called himself a God. Well, how did he treat people, right? He was very oppressive. Um, it was do it this way or die type of thing. So they didn't see God as a God that you could have have intimacy with, that you could go up on this mountain and God's going to talk to you and he's going to give you some some truth. He's actually going to speak to you in that way, right? And now, and God still speaks to us today. He just says through our thoughts that the Holy Spirit is in us. Anytime you have a moment of like those aha moments 
or those moments of, wow, I never thought about it like that before, and then you feel like you're getting more freedom in your life, you know that's the Lord. The Lord only gives freedom. God doesn't wrap us up in burden. Um, and though a lot of people try to use God's word to put us in burden, that's what the Pharisees did and teach the law, right? They would deny people the healing because you couldn't heal on the Sabbath. That was the law. So that would cause, you know, think about that. If you know that you're sick, you need healing, and people say, not, not today, right? I mean, that's going to be a burden to you. Anyway, you guys, I'm losing my thoughts here. So the law came, came through God to another human being. And because it comes to other human beings, we can become slaves to them. Okay. We can become slaves to them because we start to idolize them. that They have something that you don't have. But the truth is y'all got the Holy Spirit now and God is supposed to be your God. He's supposed to be your judge. He's supposed to be in control. You're supposed to be submitting and answering to him. You're supposed to test the spirit. You're supposed to grow in your adulthood. You're supposed to ask questions. You're supposed to share the grace of God with other people, right? You're supposed to do all these things because that's that's what's required when you're someone who is commanded by God to rule and subdue. That means that you have authority over your life and you question people who would try to take, steal, kill, and destroy the authority that God has given to you. Anyway, friends, I digress again. Anyway, I hope that makes sense with that last one, you guys, with, you know, walking in faith and uh, realizing that we can walk in faith because we're no longer under the guardian of sin. Uh, the law came through uh, through man. And because of that, we can be slaves to man at times. But God has given us a spirit. Christ has come. We don't have to be slaves to men anymore. We're actually supposed to be kind of growing out of that. If that makes any sense, you guys. So are you walking in faith? Are you expecting a good outcome? And are you getting out from underneath um, the slavery that can come um, because of who the law can come from? Right? It comes from other people. Okay, number eight. Uh, you're humble, okay? You are a humble person. Now, let's talk about humility, you guys. How do you guys view humility? What is humility? Um, it's funny. I see a lot on social media. Christians think that humility is being a doormat and not being honest and truthful with who they are, um, not walking in their skills and talents. Uh, Christians, I realize, think that humility is denying their strengths and, you know, walking in their weaknesses. I don't know. But I don't agree with that at all. Um, how how are you supposed to, you know, take charge of your life if you deny the things that God has given you to be able to do that? And when you take charge of your life, there's going to be a certain level of confidence and authority that you come with that people are going to feel threatened by. That they don't even have to feel threatened by it. They just got to figure out what their function is, right? Every person who's in Christ has a function, right? The body of Christ. Every every body part that God has given us has a job. And the, and one part isn't greater than the other. They all work together for the sake of keeping the body alive, right? So we as people are like that to a degree, right? We all have our own authority. We all have our own function. And then we say, okay, well, what is the greater purpose of why we're working together, right? And it's to communicate the grace of God to the rest of the world, right? Because that's the only thing you can give at the end of the day, Right? Is, is the grace of God. That is why it's so significant why he came. You're no longer under the judgment of man or anything else or anyone else. You're you're underneath God's, the judgment of God, which he hasn't even judged you yet because you ain't dead, right? God hasn't fully said, okay, this is your fate. You know, you're underneath um, his grace right now to be able to, to get your life together, okay? So anyway, let me continue to move on. Let's talk about humility. So how do you view humility? Uh, Proverbs 22, 4 tells us what humility is, you guys. It says, humility is the fear of the Lord. 
And in another podcast, I think it was a YouTube video, my husband and I were talking about, you know, two types of fear. Um, you know, it's not the fear where you're sitting in the corner sucking your thumb, but it's a, it's a reverential fear, okay, of knowing God and being in awe of Him and, and realizing who He is in relationship to you, in relationship to, um, you know, the sin in your life that was the reason He came, but then how He loves you all at the same time. All right, so there's two different types of fear. I think most Christians live in the first one, <laughs> you know, uh, sitting in the corner, sucking their thumb, afraid God's about to smite them. I think a lot of people think about God like that, but I get it because, you know, um, uh, the experiences, things that we've seen, you know, we can, we can at times allow those things to find what we believe about each other and God. And so anyway, those are the paradigms that we got to let God break down. But anyway, I digress. So humility, uh, let's talk about what humility is recognizing limitations. Do you know your limitations? Um, do you understand that you're not born all knowing that you cannot do every little thing out there and that you can only do a certain thing, right? Just like the human body, the heart doesn't do every single role. It has one job. You had one job, right? You're supposed to, the heart pumps the blood. Okay. So that's that job. The liver, what's its function? It, fil- it filters, right? Kidneys filters the blood. All right. So there's, there's certain jobs that only you can do. If the heart tried to do every single job that it would it would die. Okay. What would be the point of God creating all the people on the planet and all these different body parts? If he didn't want equal distribution in that type of way, look, I've made you all for a function and a purpose. Quit trying to do everything else. Everyone else is doing to try to prove your worth, know your worth, know your function and walk in it. Right? So know your limitations. You can't do everything, but what can you do? All right. Um, you're not in denial of your strengths. We just talked about that, you guys. Um, you see weakness as God's gift to relate and to receive God's grace, right? You're not in denial of your weaknesses. You just see them as an opportunity to receive his grace and be able to relate to other people. That's really important, you guys. Um, you acknowledge human beings are not all-knowing and that human be- and that uh, life is a process of maturity going from ignorance to wisdom, Right? Okay, so that's how we got to start looking at human beings, especially as adults, you guys. If we're supposed to be taking, if we expect grown people to be taking full responsibility for their lives, then we got to act like people who do that. And we got to be willing to, uh, you know, question and, and step up when we need to. All right. Um, and realize that not every, not everybody's all knowing, no matter how they try to communicate and present themselves. Um, you know, every single person lacks Every single person was born as a blank slate in that way. And every single person only has a certain amount of knowledge to a certain degree and can only communicate certain types of results to you to a certain degree. All right. So anyway, last but not least, you know what you're responsible for and what you are not responsible for. And that really ties into boundaries, you guys. That's really, really important. Um, And then last but not least, you utilize God's grace. So can you recognize in your life a good outcome? was not present. You're seeking knowledge from God in areas that need to be redeemed. So can you guys um, utilize God's grace? That's the mark of somebody who can transform. You know, there's somebody who can take full responsibility for their outcomes, good and bad, and then recognize the bad ones and then ask God to give them the knowledge that they didn't have, the grace, okay, the perspective they didn't have to produce a better outcome in their life, to make the progress they want to make, to walk in their skills and their talents, their purpose. If you want to know what your purpose is, you guys, it's really not that complicated. I think the number one thing you need to do is just get healed. 
okay? You're not going to be motivated to do what you need to do if you're under shame, just like Adam. Adam wasn't going to do his purpose. He wasn't going to go work in the field because of shame. I'm sure he loved to do it before that came along, right? Work wasn't an issue, okay? It was the emotions that got him stuck. So we got to learn how to deal with our emotions and how they hinder us and be able to ask God, okay, Lord, give me the wisdom to understand what is the function of this emotion that you've given to me? Why am I feeling this way? How do I think about it differently so I can get out and do what I'm supposed to do? So get the healing y'all need first. Get out from underneath the shame and the condemnation. And then you can start asking the Lord, what have you given to me? And you can start asking him now, you guys. It's a process. You know, don't don't be afraid to ask God what your, what your purpose is if you still need to be healed. Because you guys, I think healing is really a journey. You know, um, I'm realizing even just being, you know, I don't know, maybe five years into this thing that there's still areas of my life that God is uncovering. And that's, it's, it's going to be like that. You guys We're layered individuals, you know, we're just going to go, we're just going to get better and better. We're going to go from glory to glory, right? That's, that's what God promises. So, you know, don't be afraid to ask him. Don't be afraid to ask him what he's put you here for. What are the things that you used to be passionate about? What do you want to do? What motivates you? What sets your heart on fire? And if you're not there, then you definitely need some healing in your life, right? You need to get that spark back. You know, ask God to, to help, Lord, teach me to receive and learn and rely on the love and the grace you have for me. So that is it, you guys. I hope you guys uh, got some value out of those nine char- characteristics that need to be present in your life for you to transform. Um, ask yourself if you have those. Do you have those characteristics? And if not, why not? And what are you going to do about it to get that? What do you need in your life to get to a place where you can have those characteristics and you can make an impact in this world that only your life can, you guys? So I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Don't forget to check out Food for Thought Friday on Fridays on Facebook, you guys. Daily Encouragement with Ashley Campbell. Hit that like button on that page. Uh, go to Daily Encouragement on YouTube. Subscribe to that channel where me and my husband go live on Sundays. We'd love to see you guys there. Have an awesome rest of the day, and I will see you tomorrow.